0: hello and welcome to the show this is the goodwin podcast and i'm nico your host today we'll be talking about the sexual liberation of the christian religion We'll be talking about innocence and shame, and we'll also be answering the question, how many sprays of hydrolauric acid hydration facial mist is too much? The answer may surprise you. So big news, interesting news, big news, the Pope is a butt guy. Woo, that's right. Not so much about the breasts, but he is a butt guy, and I couldn't be more enthralled. I couldn't be happier for this information to come out. As we all know, maybe you don't, but Christianity has been associated with a particular repression of sexuality. You may have heard of scandals if you were around in the 90s and early 2000s. And I'm sure there's scandals even today. I think Justin Bieber's pastor got caught with some sexual allegations as well. My point is, is, there's been a repression of sexuality in Christianity, associated with Christianity and Christian settlements or colonists. And I think we're near the beginning of, of the end of that repression and a flowering of sexuality associated with a lowering of shame and an increasing of acceptance and self-worth. So if you haven't heard the Pope's Instagram account was caught in quotations, Liking a booty pick. Amazing. Really amazing. I'm genuinely happy for this. There's not an ounce of sadness or remorse. I'm only happy. I'm happy one that it was a grown woman that the Pope liked. That's a plus. Um, and I'm just like I just like the exposure. you know, the Pope is also human. There is a a phenomenon or a a great error in my opinion where of idol worship right I think celebrity can be like this, but it it's the evidence for this is... A celebrity will, something will happen to a celebrity and there'll be a great mass of people that will be outraged, up in arms. They'll be truly let down, truly devastated because they created this mental image, this idea of perfection, and of course they were let down. You know, some people say you don't want to, don't ever meet your heroes because they'll only have the ability to let you down. And to that I say, just create a real sense of expectations. Know that everyone is human. And, uh, and you won't be let down meeting someone that you look up to will be a beautiful experience. Even the Pope who is a butt guy, even if you're a breast guy or a, a jaw guy or a, a like a particular type of hair. And of course, we're just talking about aesthetics. Or a personality guy, or an intellectually attracted guy, whatever. But the the Pope seems to be a butt guy, and that's great. That's great. Let it out, baby. I'm happy for you, even if you didn't mean to. Exp- this means this means that one the Pope uses Instagram. Crazy. That's crazy. Social media literally has no bounds. That's crazy. But he was looking through Instagram. He went to the Discover page because there's no way he follows uh, butt models. That would be that he would have been caught earlier. So he went to the Discover page. He knows what the Discover page is. And based on his preferences, a booty picture comes up. He likes it so much the millions of years of evolution kick in and he likes it so much that he completely forgets he's the Pope. He completely forgets. His ego dissolves in a pure moment of bliss and admiration and he double taps. He probably doesn't know the double tap feature. He probably, he probably, he hits the heart. I like this. Make it, making a statement, action, Statement through action. Step one, he uses Instagram. Step two, goes to the discover page. Step three, his eyes get caught. His primal instincts kick in. Step four, I want you to know I like this. Beautiful model. And I don't even care who I am and that all eyes are on me. And I've put myself in a position to be uh, examined under a fine, uh, uh, of under a microscope with a fine tooth comb. He completely dissolves and he said, and his instincts kick in. I am a man of evolution and I want to fuck. And maybe this will get me one step closer. And he likes the image. Beautiful. I'm so thankful for this. This is the beginning of the end of sexual repression. This little moment in history. This is the beginning of uh, sexual acceptance for the shadow cast over sexuality by Christianity to be enlightened. Yes. How beautiful. And he's a butt guy and you can't blame him oh my god what is butts what is it about them don't see wrong question what is not butts why not is is probably a better question it's power it's like the powerhouse of, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell the butt is the powerhouse of the body of the of the muscular body If you're going to increase overall testosterone, if you're gonna work one muscle group, which is impossible because we're not separate, you know, we're a holistic being and working one thing oftentimes works the other. But if you were gonna do one focal point, uh, it's that booty. It'll increase your testosterone, increase your overall strength, decrease lower back pain, which is common through age in in our lifestyle our sedentary lifestyle. You want to do that booty. It is, it makes sense. And but the Pope was a toss up if I if I had a gun to my head and said, does the Pope like boobs or butt? I don't don't know, I kind of took him as a feet guy. But I don't know him. I don't know him. And this is not the point. The point is, liberation's on the way. And and I, I really hope, I, I hope this leads somehow to priests allow, allowing them to get married and have sex, you know, maybe one step at a time, maybe we allow priests to get married and have sex in the Roman Catholic tradition, um, or may, and then maybe we allow them to, no, you probably don't want them allowed to have sex with whoever they want because they're in this kind of position of power and, and that idol worship thing where people they 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 look at the person like they're the like they're the answer as opposed to looking at the answer like they're like it's the answer there's that um it might be in the bible it's like the finger pointing at the moon is not the moon but people will confuse the finger for the moon i think moses tripped out about idol worship too there's a golden cow People were worshiping that, and he flipped out. So yeah, we probably shouldn't get give men positions of power like free reign. But but, there are, I mean, not giving them the the reign leads to this even grosser thing of like abusing children. I'd rather a priest, you know, have sex with consenting adults even if the consenting adult is enamored by a position of power then you know the child i think everyone agrees with that let uh, let our priests fuck maybe that maybe we let priests have sex with other priests first oh my gosh that might be it and i i think this in a convoluted way or an indirect way this can allow women to start being priests again, which I think they were the OG priests, I think women were the cradle of spirituality. And this is, this is loosely based on other people's uh, hypotheses. It's not like I had a, a personal vision where I'm like, Oh, like women are the, the direct um, source. You now, I like, I want to think that men and women <laughs> can both access their uh, their own divinity. And I think it's more along cultural and popular opinion to acknowledge the masculine and feminine that resides in each of us. And I wouldn't say that the feminine part of me is the only access port to my sense of divinity. Maybe it is, but I don't know. I'm, I'm resistant to that. There is one, th- I mean, I kind of want. So the if you haven't seen the picture, there is a, there is a bit of, it's like, it's an Italian woman. It's like okay, the Italian is he Italian? Well, the Pope is certainly in Italy. Francis, I don't know what his real name was. He might be. Anyways, so he likes you know. An Italian woman. It's an Italian model. That's fine. Look, I'm happy overall. Would I have liked to see him like, you know, someone more ab, like someone more okay, an interracial picture would have been so cool. It might have been too much. It might have been system overload. But like a big black beautiful woman, like what if you like, oh, that would have been so good for me. You know what? There's a part of me that feels like the homogenizing of the human species is going to lead to the salute like the solution for racism is all of our all of the races just kind of meshing together and i think there's like i mean if there wasn't but i i don't think it's that simple i think people will always find a, a reason to make to see the other and to make that wrong so even if everyone is uh one or two shades of tan you know, there might be something else. People with attached earlobes are now the problem. Or, you know, whatever, people with hitchhiker thumbs can't be trusted. I don't think it's the solution. It's not because it's not getting to the root of the problem, which is like this sense of separateness, this sense of otherness being acted upon without the balance of like unity. So that's kind of ignorant that I would say some shit like that. But that being said, I would have still loved if he loved if he loved like a like a African model. That would have been cool because it would have been so unexpected. This is already such unexpected news. Like I didn't, I, I wasn't planning on seeing this, but throwing that on top. Basically, I want him to double down. I really want him to double down, like. I haven't seen any statement released by him. He's probably not. I think the Catholic Church does a good job of just like kind of avoiding shit, and, and it just kind of goes away. Um, but if he was to make a statement, the, what I wouldn't want to see is, oh, I had to fire my assistant who was on my account and and liked a butt, um, or my nephew got a hold of my phone or something like. I don't want to see an excuse. I'd prefer almost no comment over an excuse. And I'm I'm not even going to follow up on this if this news comes back into my 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 world, which it might cuz I'm putting some energy into it. I want to see him double down. Yeah, I like butts. Yeah, I'm human. Yeah, my desires aren't completely gone because I am human and so are you and who are you may the first who has not sinned throw a stone you know you know you can probably he can probably bust that one out of the bible um you know yeah jesus was all about protecting prostitutes not all about it but it was part of it, it was part of it like the people who were outcasts of society lepers uh prostitutes um I can't think of any other people, but he would protect them and show up for them. And like, and he wasn't about rejecting them. And I'm not saying this woman's a prostitute. I don't even know if she makes money from these images online. I didn't, I didn't do that research. If she was smart, she'd have an OnlyFans. Now she probably gained hundreds of thousands of followers. But Yeah, it's, it's just, well, that's kind of hypocritical. Anyone who's, like, going to be pissed at the Pope, well, because it's not like he's coming to the aid of women who don't want to be prostitutes but feel like they have no other way. You know, maybe he can you know, start a food pantry for um, single mothers or something like that. And that would be more helpful than just liking a a picture of a booty, giving his Pope seal of endorsement on that booty. So it's an Italian woman, it's an Italian model, and she's dressed like a schoolgirl. I mean, that is my one criticism. It's like, come on, that skirt would have no it has no chance fitting her it's not even a skirt it's a it is a belt in thickness and that just rests on the first on the on the top shelf of her booty it covers you see the whole crack you see her her uh her lumbar five vertebrae it's a sash it's a it's a plaid sash. It's like that would only fit a very young schoolgirl or school person. I don't know. I think everyone's allowed to wear skirts. No one's even in school anymore. Everyone's in pajamas at home. But why well, did it have to be a schoolgirl outfit? I wonder, you know. So if I, I guess if I'm the only criticisms I'm bringing is I would like him to have spiced up, you know, the the photos he liked or liked an array of photos and maybe, not approach the schoolgirl thing. You know, maybe a, a sexy doctor or something like that would have been just a, tu- a, a touch easier on the eyes. Not stirred up, but maybe this is stirring up all that shit in the past, and uh, it's for the in a good way somehow. I don't know. It doesn't seem that way. Didn't have to be a schoolgirl, but it was. I mean, schoolgirls loose. Maybe it's just a a woman with a plaid sash and no underpants and exposed butt. You know, she didn't look overly academic. Um, no books, no rulers, no pens, you know, no, um, it wasn't an overly academic, a, a picture says, speaks a thousand words. None of the words were, uh, education. Just, I mean, oh yeah, it's just, she didn't look hyper focused on, um, uh, on knowledge. That's all I'll say. Check out the picture. Beautiful woman. And I'm glad she's a woman. And I'm glad the Pope, uh, you know, liberate himself. So go easy on him. Go easy on yourself. Like a booty or two. If you need to like a booty or two, like a booty or two. I don't know what the conversion rate is on likes and... And some sort of like, like reward. I wonder, I bet there's some people with like little blue checks next to them, like the Pope. Pope's got like millions of followers, I imagine. So he's like, hey, I throw this, I throw this, you know how the Pope, I throw this, uh, I throw this like over here and she'll, she'll be calling me. I wonder if there's people who can simply like a photo and receive attention for that. Simping is so frowned upon that it seems so frowned upon. I wonder if there's simping done right where you can like comment on people's photos and actually get engagement in a good way where it's like you can, can you build a friendship with someone who you follow because you're just attracted to them? Maybe if you're like the rock or something. Yeah, I'm sure there's a level of celebrity, a level of idol worship where you can probably fulfill your lustful needs with just a, a simple like. But I follow some, I follow some models. Girlfriend doesn't like it. We talk about it. It's almost a joke sometimes because we've been together for, six, you know, six years. It's like, but I follow some models. I like their photos and I'm like, why do I do that? Why am I doing this? Do I like it? I do like it. Somehow I like it. I don't think, I can't see how it serves me. Um, or it'd be more abstract as to what looking at beautiful women on the internet does for me. It It helps me feel a little bit of serotonin maybe, a little bit of arousal. Um, gets the blood flowing. Sometimes it's just good to see beautiful things. Not that people are things, but I like seeing beautiful nature. But yeah, beautiful, seeing beautiful women. People. It kind of seems more like a lower level type of th- of of living. But I'm also not trying to judge. I'm trying to liberate, you know, people's sexuality, trying to free, you know, help free myself of shame and doubt. And that's why, you know, before I would I would secretly look. Yeah, I wouldn't want my girlfriend. And maybe there's a point in our relationship where we hadn't established a strong enough trust or friendship where it could have been more devastating um, for her to know that. I looked at, at beautiful pictures for hour, mind, like, but you know, it's, it doesn't feel totally creative and I, and at, in the same irony, it's kind of activating the most fundamental part of creation for humans, make humans making other humans. That's why I think we why we get aroused is so we can make more humans, evolutionarily speaking. Um. Yeah, I think I'm better better now in terms of like, but there yeah it's just whatever I'm human and so is the Pope and thank you Pope for being human, and I hope you double down, I really do. I hope you just go on a spree of liking a different model a day. You start posting pictures of different models. Like that's what you use your Instagram for now. It's like, you know, three posts about, you know, charities and and virtues. And then one post of just a beautiful person. And you mix it up. And just like a, a beautiful sexualized naked body. Maybe the Pope can be the reason the nipple gets freed on the internet. Hmm? He is a butt guy, though. Free the butthole, maybe. I don't know. It's not my first... um, It's not my most pressing issue. My most pressing, pressing issue is related, though, and it's to get sun on the butthole. And maybe that's... Maybe... Get you know putting the light of public of the public attention on the butthole is in a way getting the vitamin D from the sun to the butthole. Maybe that's related. So maybe it is my political platform. Sun exposure, exposure of the genitals and butt. I just I I, I don't think he's going to release a comment. I just hope it's not. You know, I'm, and this leads really well into uh, kind of another thing I wanted to talk about, which is uh, this is a this has been a frustration, and it was more of a frustration, maybe early twenties for whatever was going on that at that time, mid twenties, but any time bringing. Feedback or criticism, or saying something I don't like in a group of people, something something would arise that that made me didn't yeah that made me not feel that great. And most of the time, I wouldn't say it. But then I started learning how to say, oh, "This doesn't make me feel good," and then I learned how to tell other people, "Hey, this doesn't make me feel good when you do this." Um, and I didn't always. It is in the approach. A little bit is in the approach. But what happens is even when I approach criticism, people feel the need to plead their innocence. And what I want them to know, and what I caught myself saying is, look, this is, I'm approaching you with something that I felt. This isn't about you being guilty. This is about how I feel or how something you did made me feel. I don't even believe you're guilty because, one, you probably didn't do it with the intention of harm. I don't think people do things that's a very small, 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 small percentage of people that are evil for the sake of, of evil. That Joker archetype from the Dark Knight. Such a small and such a rare thing. I think even people who fly planes into buildings or, you know, shoot into crowds, in some way they think they're doing the right thing. Like Thanos, where he's like eliminating half the world population is actually going to be good. You know, I think people can justify it and put a frame of good. That's why I say the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Because even like serial killers think they might be like purifying themselves or purifying others, like by releasing them to death. It's like, I don't, knowing this and, and no one's ever wronged me like a murderer or like something that terrible, but I'm not saying you're guilty. I'm telling you how it made me feel when you did something. And what I get back most of the time or what I kept getting back was, but I didn't, you know, I I didn't, what I was, I, I was, it was a plea of innocence. Or if I was pointing at like a consistent behavior, something that they did, something that someone does consistently, they'd be like, well, tell me what, like, tell me a moment that you, you saw this. And I'd be like, okay, well, the last time you did this was then. And then they would focus on that moment and justify and, and try to unpack that moment and justify that moment. Instead of like addressing the overall issue, it's almost like a divide and conquer technique where I would say, um, I don't like how you dismissed me. I feel like you've dismissed me sometimes. They like, say, well, when's the last time that happened? And I said, well, we were in the car one time and you asked me a question, and then I, sw- I went to answer it, and then you and then you went and did something else. Well, it was it was really important. I-, I had I had something, I had to send an email for work. And it's like, you're telling you're defending that moment. You're asking me to identify a moment and then defending that moment instead of addre- hearing what I'm saying and addressing the actual thing, the actual behavior. You're not always. Check doing an email for work or whatever it is. Your babysitter's not always calling you, letting you know that the kid needs something. It's like I so now I don't even address a specific mo I, I keep if someone's like, well, tell me a specific time. No. Because I don't want you to defend that particular time. Because and that particular time, it might be defendable, but it was the previous hundred times that made that time that wasn't so bad that that seems mild that made it that much worse so i i won't let people get specific i won't let them divide and conquer but the need like there's just a constant need for like pleading your innocence and it's so tough like bringing anyone criticism and like maybe the question is well why do you have to bring criticism in the first place can't you work on yourself uh, exclusively? No, not exclusively. I'm learning this now. It's like I can do my work, but I'm not doing anyone else's work anymore. And and sometimes I will, <laughs> you know, like sometimes I'll, you know, I'll help when I can, and I'll help when people want it, and, and can ask for it, or I, c- I can become aware of how they they need it, and how I can help and give them without holding it above them or, you know, putting it in their face or whatever. But I can't correct behavioral issues. And part of me doing my work is addressing the things that you do. If we're going to, if we spend lots of time together and I, and I'm feeling a particular way consistently, I'm bringing up how I feel and maybe we can remedy it through, like through conversation or through awareness because you seem to be the trigger for this particular thing that i'm working on and the like the defensive front the constant need to prove yourself innocent it's really something i i practice in myself is you know not reacting taking a pause even when people bring me criticism okay i'll even i'll even prob- like i'll even strategically lead with oh i can see that even if I don't fully see it, it's like, oh, here's me hearing you, and a lot of times I do hear them. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see how I can be a little brash or impatient sometimes. I can definitely see that you're onto something. But I'm not seeing that in, in the people around me, and and now I have to identify. Okay, how am I bringing this criticism to them? Am I am I am I putting them on the defense? because it feels like an attack. But even when I'm not, even when I'm like, hey, can I can I share something? Yeah, when you ask me a question and then I start answering it and then you look away and get distracted. Um, I even, even like if I lead like that, if I lead soft and gentle, there's just a bulk of the time where it's like, well, I didn't mean to. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't know. How did know? It's like, why are you so def- like, you're innocent. You are innocent. This is something that's arising in me due to a trigger that you're not aware of. You denying it is not going to help bring awareness to yourself. And it's not going to help me be around you. And I'm, you know, I'm seeing this everywhere, like, I'm seeing this a lot, people defending um, the action. And one uh, one thing I have noticed in myself is I've been engaging online a little bit with, and I'll write paragraphs, I'll write two or three paragraphs now in response to things. And um, I'll notice if someone writes me, maybe they write me a paragraph And I'll spend like a half of my response on a one sentence they said, just like the one part that I disagree with or the one part I want to address when the rest of what they said might've been, you know, cohesive. So I'm trying not to do it, do too much on that, on that note. I'm not trying to over-focus on the part I disagree with in the name of conflict or, or uh, creating my innocence and uh, I'm trying to f- look more holistically and and give proper time to, to things properly. Not letting negative bias or confirmation bias over affect like my responses or my ability to communicate. I-, I wanna figure out a way to articulate this well. Because I, it's a huge reflection in this world that I'm I'm living in, just bringing people feedback, or just simply even noticing what they're doing, and them instead of being like, "Ha, I do, yeah, I do do that, or I have done that, or I did eat the, you know, four four cookies last night, even though there was only five left." And I'll be like, "Yeah, hey, this is one. Hey, did you did you eat four cookies last night? There's only one left." And it'll be like, instead of saying, "Yeah, Yeah, sorry, I'll I'll uh I'll make cookies sometimes," or just instead of saying, "Yeah, I did," which somehow would be it's like what I crave, just that simple acknowledgement. Like, oh, you're not going crazy. Yeah, I did. I I ate four of the five cookies. I was hung. I was hungry. I was having like a sweet tooth last night. I really need. I really wanted it. It's like this whole thing of like, I didn't. You know, I didn't know you wanted them. I, uh, I, you know, you can't like like don't do this to me. Like just the defense and the in and the plead for innocence. And the inability to feel guilty in in any way and it's not feeling guilty. It's just an acknowledgement of what's real. It's responsibility, not guilt. You don't have to deny guilt, just accept responsibility. One of the last things I want to talk about is uh, someone brought up to me recently. They were they're talking about, because I do speculate on on relationships, especially on, on TikTok content. A lot of it is ways to improve your relationships. And a lot of what I say is uh, increase your own self-esteem, increase your own self-worth, and that'll improve your relationships because bringing the best version of yourself, you don't put expectations, you don't put as harsh as expectations on people. You have a confidence and ability in yourself to not enter codependency or hyperdependency on another. Um, and when you're bringing your best self to a relationship, then you both have the ability to rise instead of, you know, this kind of push pull struggle thing. So a lot of, it's, it's basically me saying the same thing over and over, like, learn to appreciate yourself, learn to build your own self-esteem through things like taking responsibility, through things like setting boundaries when necessary. Um, but basically, it's like self-esteem leads to a, a happier life, happier life leads to uh, more quality relationships. But someone was bringing up to me, they're like, um, these like pickup artists things. And how like an overarching message of pickup artists is is like frustration equals seduction. So if you can create a little bit of tension or frustration um, in someone, they're more likely to be attracted to you. And it it feels wrong, like right off the bat. Like what comes to mind is like, I think of, I think of nagging, right? Where that's where you, you basically point out criticisms to people and, and that in a way gets their attention and somehow creates an attraction, But I've never, I've never used this as a strategy. Um, but I'm also not the best pickup artist. I, I've had like, I have, I, I haven't proved to have particularly good game or like been able to get any girl I want. Or I've pushed away a lot, tons of people more than I've attracted, especially if I thought they were attractive in a way. And that's been okay, you know. So. I hear this frustration equals seduction and I'm like, well, the kind of person that you're willing that would be attracted to you because you frustrate them, the kind of person that would be interested in you for negging them is someone who has, has work to do with their own self esteem and their own self worth. And therefore, is that someone you really want to be with? I mean, maybe it's someone you want to have sex with. So maybe, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to encourage this at all because I actually don't even think it works, and I, I think it's a miss um, understanding. Again, between authenticity and and negging, I think if if you go up to someone and look for something negative to say to get their attention. I think it it may work. I don't know. I have no proof of this, but that's what they say. they say they say negging is a thing that works, but what the only thing I found that works is an authenticity so that that could mean instead of like nodding your head and agreeing with everything they say, if someone says something that you don't agree with, oh actually I see that I see that the opposite way, and then you. You explain to them why you think the opposite way and it comes from a place of authenticity and that's attractive. And it's not attractive just because it's you're disagreeing. You have to be able to back up that disagreement with some sort of authenticity, some sort of reason. I don't think you can just go up to someone and say your shoes look like fishbowls. Might be cool. I think there was shoes with fish in them at some point in the seventies, but you can't just like go up and say, "Oh, your hair is like it's so straight, or it's so curly, or whatever that I don't know, whatever's negative. Or, that top doesn't look good on you. I don't think that would work. Like uh, if I got approached from a stranger and they said, "Oh, you, it looks like you have breasts in that shirt or something." I don't see myself giving them the time of day. Probably not. Like, who are you? Don't talk to me like that. I, you don't. You have no idea who I am. And maybe that would be too much attention to even give them. I think maybe just not even. I think I might give them a nice slice of indifference. But I, I haven't been nagged on. I haven't been tried to get picked up. I, I think in the TikTok comments, some people. Will say some stuff, but I respond to everyone's TikTok comments. So it's not that even the negative ones. I I go through them all and 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 respond. So and the times I've stumbled across pages where I see people are only responding to the negative comments, I don't necessarily look up to those people as a way to how I want to live. They might be particularly beautiful or. Or they they dance good, or they have like a, a cool skill, but it's not like they're living how I want to live. I don't necessarily see them as happy, or or mentally healthy, or, or fully stable. So I really do challenge like this negging, this frustration building. I think it it may have the ability to attract people that need self. Uh, you know, need to increase their self-worth. I wonder if this stuff will work on someone who feels really good about themselves. I don't see it happening. I think a lot of these pickup artists' books, like, or whatever, maybe I need to dive in and see what they're all about to know more about it and not just take another person's experience of it. But, I mean, I wonder how they have to talk about rejection, right? There has to be five rejections for every one acceptance, right? No one's batting a hundred a 1, thousand. In business, I can talk about rejection lots. I, I used to go door to do door-to-door sales. and even when I got really good towards the end of it, I'd still get rejected more than I got accepted. Even when the day was like one third of the people I'd close, it's still two thirds I didn't close. So I wonder how much acknowledgement of like, not failure, but yeah, rejection there is. It's, it has to be up there. And I do, I, I, I don't believe frustration is seduction. I think authenticity is seduction, which I, I, I detail. And what else is seduction is joy, happiness. Like, um, my very first girlfriend, which we got together when we were 21, when I was 21, she was 20. Um, We met. And, and before this, I hadn't had a long lasting relationship, not necessarily because I wasn't able to attract girls, but there wasn't a confidence to sustain a relationship. For some reason, I even if we had a good time, I wouldn't call them or acknowledge them. And it wasn't because I didn't like them or want to, it was because I was like worried that I wouldn't know what to say. I was like, I was worried that I wouldn't, yeah, know what to say, what to do, how to, I remember I had a friend who would draw, who had a girlfriend, like when he was like 19 or 20 and they would drive to college together. And I was like, what do you guys talk about for three and a half, for four hours? Like, I couldn't understand. To me, it felt like, how do you keep up that that level of engagement? Whereas now it's more like, um, like silence is as good as talking. If silence is what's, you know, authentic. I think some people are like, yeah, if you can be silent with someone, that's how you know. No. You can be silent with anyone and some silence doesn't feel good, especially when you want to say something, but you can't, you don't, you can't muster up the courage to say it. And that creates like a tension and awkwardness. But when you want to be silent and you're silent, then it's, then it feels good. So I think that was part of it. Feeling like I had to constantly do something to keep this person's attention instead of just relaxing and not being myself but like yeah being yourself but being yourself in every given moment and not labeling yourself as oh i'm the strong silent type so i just don't talk because there's going to be a moment that comes up that's going to challenge that for sure it's being yourself in every given moment and therefore you have to kind of reflect on yourself as often as you can But when I did finally, finally, when I did get the, the day me and my first girlfriend met, my friend was visiting me and we just danced the night away. Dance, dance, dance. It was so much fun. Just me and him being goofballs. We haven't seen each other since high school or whatever. And uh, and yeah, I just kind of stumbled in to these people, to this, into this woman with a smile. Yeah, hey, and it was effortless. All the girlfriends that I've had, the three girlfriends I've had, it's just there's been a level of effortlessness. The effort when I thought I wanted to be with someone has almost defeated itself every time. Yeah, kind of every time. That's why I don't believe in tricks or tips. Like, it's just too difficult. Like, the best tip or trick is understand who you are, learn how to do that in any given moment so that you can be authentic in a situation. And then the trick is to be brave, to be rejected, and to go up to people and to say hi and see if if it feels good. So yeah, we're dancing the night away. I stumble into her Um, and we talked enough, but then maybe this was the level of frustration that built seduction, but it was completely organic was my friend wanted to go to a different bar. I'm like, Hey, do you want to go to this place? Well, I'm actually with friends and it's someone's birthday. We're staying. Okay, cool. Um, well, we'll be over there. Uh, if you come through, it would be great to see you. Here's my number. No expectation. Like, and then... I can't remember if we saw each other later that night. But I I think that, that level of frustration, like, oh, he's leaving? That's interesting. <laughs> but it, it wasn't, I didn't leave the situation to build attraction. I just left the situation because it was time to move. It wasn't a trick I was playing, but it, it might have been what I think this frustration equals seduction thing is kind of pointing at is, you know, maybe creating a little space when space is authentic and real to build a little tension. Because I do know that flooding someone with um, coming on too strong can act as a repellent. And chilling so that you know who you are and what you want to do seems to be better. bueno. I think this is a good place to end. Um, I really enjoyed making this episode. Oh, so liberation of the sexual of Christianity and, and, uh, and the world through uh, the release of shame and the increase of self esteem, self worth through the beautiful practice of sexuality. Woo! Like always, thank you so much for being here, and if you want to support the podcast, please consider donating to the Patreon, patreon.com slash goodwinpodcast, or our OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash goodwinpodcast. Your support means the world, and it helps me do this and continue to do this, and it helps me uh, contribute to the goal of bringing back the American bison population to the Great Plains to repair the soil, land, and water. Thank you guys so much. This has been The Good Wind.